celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Judy has booked an incredible show once again. Uh, For some strange reason, there's a French man in the show. That's not a strange reason. (laughs) I did that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You ladies. What is it with you ladies in accents? You like the French accent? Uh, I do. Yeah. It's mysterious. Do. It's different. I'm just not, you know, I don't hear that a lot. So does this guest have anything to do with animals or just a French accent that you wanted on the show? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 No, he does. He actually does. <laughs> All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> Stéphane Garnier will be joining us from uh, France in a few minutes. He's going to tell us how to think like a cat. He has a cat. He, yes, I believe he does. his cat, uh, Ziggy, uh-huh. taught him a lot of things about how to be like a cat. Yeah. And you know, when I look down at my cat, they look pretty calm and relaxed. They do. They seem very happy. I wish I could be like that cat. I know. So that's why we're going to talk to this French guy coming up here. Just, to, I'm sorry. I shouldn't even point it out that he's French. I it know. Really, really doesn't matter. Uh, we're going to talk to this expert, this animal expert, this cat expert coming up here in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also on the show today, actress and comedian Mindy Sterling will be joining us. She's doing a musical called Catstravaganza. That sounds awesome. It's all about cats, I guess. I would assume. About cats, yeah. We'll we'll find out. And speaking of cats, if you're getting a kitten, be listening today because we're going to tell you how to get your kitten started right because there's there's a way to do that. Start them off on the right paw? The right paw. Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom for this hour? Does your pet want to be around you or a stranger if you were both in the same room (laughs) at the same time? Uh They've actually, yeah, just completed some research on this. And you know me, I I can't get enough dog information and how they think. I think it's fascinating. So I've got to share this with you. I got to think just because you're doing the story, it's all about being around the stranger. So we'll find out in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. First, your calls toll free 1-866-405-8405. And let's take another one for a world's greatest vet. That is, of course, our very own Dr. Debbie. And we have Tim, who I understand has two questions. Do we do? Do we allow that? Do we allow two questions? I'm going to allow Yeah. Okay, we'll allow two questions. Hey, Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you taking two questions. Uh, <laughs> first thing is, I've got a, um, well, he's supposed to be a miniature long-haired dachshund, but I don't think there's anything miniature about him. Uh, <laughs> He weighs 15 pounds, so I think they wow. they sold me a line as well as a dog. But anyway, um, he um, when he drinks his water, he gets choked. I mean, he he gets he gags and sounds like he's going to throw up and just has a real rough time with it. So I was just wondering if there was anything that you knew could be causing that. Mm-hmm. And is it only when he's drinking water, or does he have problems with food? No, no problems with food at all. Just okay. and, and is it pretty consistent that he does it most every time he's drinking? It, it's pretty consistent, yeah. Not every time, okay. but he does it a lot. Yeah, and there are some dogs that we can see this um, where they start this gagging right after drinking. There's some concern that there could be a sensory nerve dysfunction. So basically they're kind of not sensing things back in the back of the throat really well, and it actually is leading to them aspirating and choking on that water so, so that's a possibility it's a little challenging to determine that just from looking at a dog so there is testing involved however there are pets that it's more than just that and it's more than just them kind of coughing this up 
and for some pets, they can actually develop some dysfunction um, with the laryngeal area and basically where the muscles in the throat don't coordinate normally and it allows food or water to actually kind of go down that wrong pipe. Um, that's a little bit more um, advanced of a situation and with those pets we can see more uh, labored breathing, they actually may have pneumonia, uh, they may have a different breathing pattern at, uh, at rest. So it doesn't quite sound like you're in that situation. Um, so I guess the, the simple thing is that it might be something to look at um, and to do a little bit more investigation, maybe start with some x-rays of the neck area and maybe have a good anesthetic exam where the vet looks down the throat. Those might be some things to kind of get a little bit better comfort whether it is something of concern or not. Now, there are some simple things that I would instruct you to maybe try at home to see if this helps to alleviate um, the symptoms. And if it's all, if all you're left with is that just he kind of coughs and gags with water and it doesn't lead to anything more serious, then we may just need to try these things. And, and one would be to try um, elevating the food and water on a little feeding stand. And for some dogs, that's all it takes is that just that elevation and little height can make a difference. Okay. The, the other thing you can try is to experiment a little bit and add, instead of offering just plain water, you can actually add the water to the food. Um, if he eats kibble or um, even canned food, you can just add some of his drinking water to that. And because he'll be eating it, it may not cause that same reaction. And that way you kind of help to minimize some of the coughing and gagging he does at other times. Um, okay. But those might just be some little experiments you can try to see if that helps make a difference for him. Okay, um, I will. Uh, I'll try that. And he's he's got his um, annual checkup this week anyway. And I, that's why I wanted to talk to you just to try to talk to the vet too when he goes to see him and maybe give him some ideas to look at also. Sort okay. of like a second opinion, I guess. So <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay. The second thing was, and <laughs> this is gross, but how often should you express the anal glands? <laughs> anal glands, it's one of our favorite topics in the vet world. Um, the, the answer is as often as you need to. Uh, does your guy have some problems where he's scooting his bottom or he has leakage of those glands? Well, he doesn't leak and he doesn't scoot that much. He does occasionally, but he, he really bites at it a lot. And okay. I know it's All not right. fleas. He doesn't have fleas. And, mm-hmm. and um, I, take it, I take him to one of the major change to have him groomed once a month, and uh, mm-hmm. and they said that that's one of the indications that his, his uh, glands needs to be expressed. So they always yeah. do it, and that's once a month, and I was just a little surprised that he may need it more than that. That seems kind of often. Well, you know, for dachshunds, once a month is actually a very common reality. Um, more than that, I, yeah, I can't can't say that we don't occasionally have a pet we do more than once a month, but I try to avoid it if possible. Um, although, you know, I'll tell you my little puppy, <laughs> I'm down to like every two weeks um, for him because he actually starts leaking his gland material around the house. So so I'm kind of with you there. <laughs> I'm getting a little frustrated with these glands. Um, but yeah, I would shoot for once a month if you can. But for the, you know, average pet, maybe non-dachshund, I'd say every one month to every three months. Um, and how do you know if there's a problem? Yeah, if they're scooting, licking, biting at the bottom, um, or leaving lovely little stinky smells that smell like nasty tuna coming out of a can. Um, to me, that's a symptom that we need what, to get those. What things. causes that? Because Ladybug doesn't deal with that. Uh, you know, uh, don't want to jinx it there, knock on wood. But why is it <laughs> one dog has to have their anal glands expressed more than 
another dog. You know, there's a lot of theories out there. Some folks think that it's related to the fiber content in the diet, so they'll try to bulk up their stools to make them not have problems. But, you know, it, it doesn't always work that way. Um, there are some breeds where we just tend to see more problems. Basset hounds and dachshunds are probably my number two breeds that we see frequent anal gland expressions that just need to be done for comfort and, you know, and for owner's happiness. <laughs> um, and then, you know, just some dogs, uh, we can see more problems if they have food allergies. They can have more symptoms of the anal glands. Um, so, you know, some of those things we can kind of play with diet a little bit for some pets as well. And, you know, there's that occasional pet we will talk about taking these glands out. And, you know, I may be signing up boss <laughs> for this surgery if I have to keep squeezing these glands every 7 to 14 days. Wow. Um, so I'll keep you posted I didn't realize on that you one. <laughs> have that done, so maybe that'll be a, be a possibility. Mm. Yeah, you can. And it's definitely the surgery is not the, the first choice we have. Because if we can manage something without having to cut out a body part, we definitely would prefer it. Um, sure. But uh, for the pets that have, you know, frequent infections or we just have a lot of um, ongoing issues with these glands, surgery is, you know, definitely something to consider. Okay. Hope that helps well, you, Tim. I appreciate your help. And well, I, I enjoyed the call. Thank you. I appreciate, appreciate you listening to Animal Radio. You tell your friends about it, okay? I will. Okay. one 405 The more listeners we can get, the better I can pay rent. Hey, I'm just telling you the way it is, okay? Let's pile on those listeners. And we have new listeners every week. Oh, are we done here? Yes. <laughs> it's Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 Hey, it's Alan Cable. Today we're going to talk about dog behaviors, the most common ones that people have to deal with. Number one, barking. Most dogs bark. That's just a fact of life. But if your dog is barking all the time, before you can correct it, you got to find out what's causing it. There's a lot of different reasons. Sometimes your dog is bored or he's anxious. Sometimes he's barking at other dogs or warning someone to stay away. And sometimes he's just playing or excited. Once you figure out why your dog barks, you can start to deal with it. I'll tell you one thing. A happy dog is a tired dog. Make sure your dog gets plenty of exercise. Exercise. Don't pay attention to your dog when your dog's barking. Don't pet him, hug him, give him treats, feed him any of that stuff because that encourages your dog to keep barking. That says, hey, I'm doing a good thing here. Yelling at your dog doesn't work either because, again, you're giving your dog attention and that may make him bark even more. What you want to do is when your dog is barking, give your dog a quick correction. You can clap, say the word quiet very sternly, quiet. Or have a collar and a leash on and just give them a little jolt, a little snap of the wrist. And while you're doing this, again, use the word quiet. As soon as your dog starts being quiet, you say, good dog. Even give your dog a treat. In general, you want to give your dog affection and reward when your dog is calm and quiet. That encourages your dog to be mellow. You want to reward your dog for behaving the way you want and ignore and correct your dog when your dog's behaving the way you don't want him to. Don't rile your dog up to, oh, good dog, good dog, and pet him like crazy. You just want to say, good dog dog and be mellow yourself. Here's another dog behavior people have to deal with, chewing. That's a natural behavior for dogs, but you want to teach your dog what to chew, or else your dog will rip your house apart. Most common reasons dogs chew things is because they get bored, or they get anxious, they have anxiety, they're curious, because that's how dogs learn about the world, or they're a puppy and they're teething. So you gotta be there, and as soon as your dog makes a move to chew the wrong thing, like your favorite chew, you give him a quick correction with the word no, and then stick something in his mouth he's allowed to chew. Then when he chews it, you say, good dog. Dog. You know, it's a lot like training a husband. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friends' pets also. 
Give it to them as a present. What a good idea. Does your dog keep running out of your yard? Have an invisible fence that just doesn't work? You need a Pet Playgrounds dog fence. It's a physical fence that can be assembled by yourself or by one of our installers. The dig guard prevents dogs from digging under our fence. It's a strong yet flexible steel mesh system that moves. This stops dogs from climbing, too. Order your fence at PetPlaygrounds.com. Use code ANIMALRADIO to save 10% on any order that's 200 feet or more. Well, we here at Animal Radio just installed one of these brand new Pet Playground fences, and they are incredible. We love them, and I'll tell you why. Obviously, we want to keep our dogs within the perimeters of our house. And while it might seem like the invisible fence is the best choice for that, it simply isn't because invisible fences fail. They fail 30% of the time, and they can harm your dog. Plus, here's something you may not have thought about. An invisible fence might keep your dog from going out, but it doesn't keep predators from coming in. That could be like coyotes if you have a small dog and you live in a coyote-ridden area. The invisible fence will not work for you. In fact, it makes your dog a sitting duck because now they're trapped in the property and they can't leave the property to escape that predator without being shocked. The Pet Playgrounds fence has close to a 100% success rate. Plus, you can assemble it yourself. Now, those of you that listen a long time, you know I'm not the best handyman. I put it up myself and I'm damn proud of it. But if you're like me and you need professional help, they have professional installers available in your area nationwide to help you. Now, listen up. I'm going to give you a coupon code. We'll keep it nice and simple. It comes with 10% off any kit that's 200 linear feet or more. And it comes with free 10-day shipping. Here's the code, Animal Radio. All one word. Put Animal Radio in. You'll get 10% off your Pet Playgrounds fence. Visit PetPlaygrounds.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's your favorite show. Animal Radio. Go grab your pets, bring them around. They love the show, too. And if you want to talk to Dr. Debbie right now, toll-free 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions, of course, from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. Download that now. And if you haven't downloaded it recently or updated, there has been a brand new update this week for the iPhone 10. For those of you, raise your hands if you own an iPhone 10. For you, too, that own one of those, <laughs> there's been an update to the Animal Radio app, and you want to go do that immediately. Apparently, they have a bigger screen on that phone, so we had to update I've, it for the bigger screen. Yeah, I've never seen one. I don't know anybody who has one. An iPhone 10? Yeah. Yeah. Too they're not, big. They're too not big. selling very well for some reason. Uh, too come, big. They, it is too big. You know what? Because the I don't want to get into talking phones here, but the one I have right now fits into my pocket just nice. Yeah, exactly. On my hand. But that's a flip phone, Hal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what are you saying? I don't have to deal with texts. You won't see me sitting around a dinner table texting people or any of that. Uh, but uh, are you making fun of me? You're not making fun of me, are no, you? No, no, never. I, I didn't think so. Heck, you love cats. What can I say? I love a guy who loves cats. I do love cats. And in fact, in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking to Stéphane Garnier. Like the shampoo, Garnier? Garnier? Yes, yes. Are we calling him in France? Yes, he is in France. That's where we'll be speaking to him. Yes. And he wrote a book called How to Think Like a Cat. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care what the book was about. I just, you know. It could have been about flies on the wall. It could have been, and I'd love to talk to him. Just because of his accent? Exactly. I'm a sucker. Are you the same way, Lori? Do you like a guy that speaks French? Um, No. I think French can be kind of wimpy. Give me a pit bull, dang it. <laughs> wow. 
Okay. Sorry. I, of course, flunked French. Voulez-vous du coucher en de fromage à tout de soi, à de soi? Ooh, la la. I have no idea. Good. It, yeah. I, I think it was something about me and uh, an monkey. egg or something like that. I, I don't have a clue what it was about. But he will be on, and he will not talk French, but he will have that French accent. Am I to understand he has a hard time with English? Yes. he. In fact, he said he used to live in Miami about 15 years ago. Oh, well, so that explains been, it. It's been 15 years since he's really spoke English. And you really don't speak English in, in Miami. Miami. So that wasn't a good place to learn He, he probably knows uh, a lot of Spanish. Probably. I bet he speaks Spanish better than Fluently. he does English, yes. Uh, but he has studied his cat, his French cat. Yeah. And he has taken some notes and written a book, How to Think Like a Cat. Thinks we all should think more like a cat. I agree. Do you see cats running around Sounds crazy? Sounds like a nut. I'm just going to no. ignore you all today, okay? <laughs> I'm going to be very aloof. Like a cat, cat-like? Just like a cat. Like a cat. <laughs> Joey, what do you got coming up on the show today? Well, if you've ever experienced a dog or a cat's coat that is soaked in yarn for whatever reason, could be old, could be at the kennel, I have a form. Did you say soaked in urine? Yes. Like, did you, ever, you know, sometimes you have geriatric dogs yes. that, that lay in their oh, urine okay. or they've been yeah. they've been in a kennel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that, that smell and stain sometimes doesn't want to come out. But I know how to get it out. So okay. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be listening to that because we have a geriatric cat who's uh, oh. having a hard time cleaning herself. So, yeah, she occasionally there's a little bit of urine. She doesn't smell the greatest. No, she doesn't. Yes. Uh, but I love her. Like nobody's business. And I, I want to clean her up so she doesn't smell like urine. Yeah. If you're in the same boat, in just a few minutes, Joey Villani, the dog father, the cat daddy, uh, will tell us how to clean up our urine-soaked pets here on Animal Radio. Lori, what are you working on? Believe it or not, there has been um, another acquisition in the world of pet food. So one yeah. of the the great big companies that makes, you know, half of the pet food in the world is gobbling up another smaller company that actually makes a really big brand. It might be yours. Mm. And this is never good for oh, the boy. consumer. Never no. good for the consumer. Usually yeah. not. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh hey Cody, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you all doing? Doing good. Great. What's going on? Oh, uh, I have a 6-month-old mutt and she is eating my uh, my other dog's poop and i'm wondering what i can do we read that it was like a, a lack of nutrition or something so we read we could give her liver and we started feeding her liver and all that but that's not working either Ew, i hate liver man Ugh. feel bad for your dog <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's not a nutritional problem. Dogs do this because they like it. We don't want to face the reality. They find it fun, and it's an enjoyable thing. And what's even more fun is they love to do it because we respond so negatively to it. And we chase them around trying to pull the little pieces out of their mouth. Um, and they, there's a kind of a game involved with it. Now, that being said, there are dogs that um, kind of pick up this habit when they're young and may continue doing it throughout their whole lifetime. Um, and, and then for those, I might be looking at some other health issues that are going on. But it's a natural thing. Puppies do this. They pick up poop just kind of like kids explore their environment. The trick is, the number one thing is we don't want to try to make a big deal about this. Um, so when I deal with this problem, there's twofold that I'll do. One is I talk about training, and two, I talk about deterrence and avoidance. 
So okay. training is really where you train yourself to not respond badly to this. So if you catch your dog doing this, we want to find an alternative for the pup to do. So instead of saying, hey, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it, we're going to say, I got a squeaky toy. Look at this great squeaky toy. And you go running in the other direction, squeaking that thing as loud as you can, dancing around like a fool. That is going to be more fun than that little pile of poop. And that's going to draw the, your pet's interest towards that. Um, and so if, you, if your dog fails to drop the poop and brings it along, hey, you've made some steps. At least you've got the dog's attention and you're getting the right response. The second part of that is avoidance and a deterrence. So if we have a dog that we're taking outside and we have no control over where they're going and they're going at will, we really have no control over saying, hey, stop that, come here. So you need to take your pet out on a leash to the potty area and supervise that activity. Praise them up and down when they do their goods and when they walk by that pile of poop and don't try to pick that up. Um, and then the deterrence things. There's tons of different products out there that you can feed to dogs to make their poop taste uh, bad. If, if you believe it, <laughs> you, you have to do that. <laughs> Hi. Tom Bodette here. Apparently it's super cool to do this voice when you're trying to be real serious. It's called vocal fry. Yeah. So I just want to stress how at Motel 6 you can get a great room for a great low pride. <coughs> how do they keep this up? I feel like I have mono. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6 and we'll leave the lozenge on for you. Light, I meant light. Hi, this is Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. I'm on Animal Radio. Adopt a pet. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. Hey, whether your pets want to be around you or they prefer to be around a stranger, that depends on where you are. According to a new study, scientists already knew that dogs interact with objects and explore a room more in the presence of their owner, more so than with a stranger. And pets greet their pet parent longer and more enthusiastically than strangers if they've been, you know, separated from the owner for a while. A new study has shown, though, that how dogs behave with their owner versus strangers depends on the context and the task being asked of in this situation. Researchers in Florida worked on this. They gave pet dogs recruited from homes a choice of being petted by their owner or by a stranger in two different situations. One group was tested with their owner and a stranger in a room that was in the dog's own home. Another group was tested with their owner and a stranger in an unfamiliar place to the dog. So the dogs in both cases were free to do whatever they wanted. And if they approached a human in the room, then that person, whether it was their owner or a stranger, the person had to pet them for as long as the dog allowed them to. And it did. It came all down to location, where they were. In an unfamiliar place, the dogs spent more of their interaction time with their owners and nearly by 80%. So 80% preferred their owners in an unfamiliar place. But if they were in a familiar place, like when a guest comes over to your house, the majority of the dogs spent more time with the stranger, about 70% of them. Uh, It was a fascinating study. You can read more about it. It was published in the Journal of the Experimental Analysis of Behavior. 
Hey, there are more big changes in the world of who makes what pet food these days. The JM Smucker Company has announced that it will be buying Ainsworth Pet Nutrition, and they are the maker of Rachel Ray's Nutrish brand. The deal is valued at about $1.7 billion, with a B, dollars. Smucker says it expects Ainsworth to contribute net sales of about $800 million in the first full year after they close the deal. And that should be in May, next mm. month sometime. If you haven't been keeping up or uh, track of what's going on, uh, Smucker, the company that uh, owns, I-, I believe, dozens of uh, food, pet foods, pet foods uh, they were the ones with the penobarbital in their food. Uh, that they, oh, really? Uh, that was them? Yeah, that was them. So we're just watching another possibly good food, Rachel Ray's food, get swallowed up by this big company. So there's literally like three or four companies that make all of the pet foods now. And they're all sourced from pretty much the same place. So this is not good news for me, Lori. Yeah, and and this Ainsworth, they also have a ton of other contracts where they make third-party pet food. Smaller brands, they make it in their plant, but it's just distributed under a different name. So there will be even more that are made by the same big three or four companies. Mm. The United Kingdom is going to be introducing a new ban on ivory sales, and it is going to be one of the strictest ivory bans in the world. Violators of it will face up to five years in jail or an unlimited fine, any amount. While much of the demand for ivory does come from Asia, Europe, if you didn't know, also has a very large market. And conservationists have been working on this new deal for the U.K. for several years, but it's finally gone through. And in Michigan, the Troy Police Department has chosen its new crime-fighting pet mascot. Last month, Troy PD put out a Twitter challenge saying, If we get 10,000 followers by April, we want a police cat. <laughs> So it reached the goal very quickly, as you can imagine, with animal lovers. So now they have a kitten from a nearby shelter. The officer that the kitten will be living with is a cat lover, of course, who already has two adult cats at her home. So what are they going to name it? We don't know yet. The name will be chosen in a contest for the city's public schools. But once it's old enough, the kitten will be going out for community outreach events. And, yes, it will be visiting a lot the police department to hang out with other officers there. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It is Animal Radio. He is the grand pooba of grooming, the big kahuna of pet hair. He is the dog father. <laughs> you know, I think when you say the grand pooba, it's like I need a, like, a wear a hat. You like do, a, yeah. You like know, like, like little, Fred uh, Flintstone. The Flintstone. Yeah. 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 Next time I come in, have me a hat. We'll have you one with the little dangly thing. From the top. That's perfect. Okay. That's perfect. So, listen, um, you know, as um, the holidays rolled by, um, you know, just a couple weeks ago, um, I had a client who, um, you know that Rova.com app? um, Okay, well, they left their um, dogs, three dogs, with um, somebody from Rova.com, 
and um, apparently it went really well, except the dogs were soaked in urine. Um, so I don't know, you know, where they were kept, but this happens a lot anytime. Wait, wait, wait! It went here. really well, but the dogs were <laughs> soaked in urine. Well, well uh, the reason why I say that apparently the dogs seemed to be happy. They had a good time. They sent pictures. They were with other dogs. Um, okay, but they, you know. Let's put it this way. If you left your dog with me, um, your dog wouldn't be soaked in, in, in urine. But, you know, I, I, and usually when you get your pets back from a any type of kennel-type experience, they don't smell all that great. Yeah. Well, in this situation, um, and, and she was a professional groomer as well, and she got the dogs back and bathed them um, three times and could not get the smell out. So she called me a panicking, you know, what can we do? And, of course, Joey Villani always has a good remedy. Yep. So this is what we did. Okay. If you ever have the situation, you want to get yourself some apple cider vinegar, and you're going to um, dilute one cup of apple cider vinegar. In um, Distilled water always works best, but if you have nothing else, just plain old tap water will work. Um, the reason why I say distilled water is because you don't have all the minerals in it that sometimes can discolor some coats. Hmm. couple drops of um, degreaser. What I mean by degreaser is um, you know, Dawn Dish Detergent. Any type of detergent, um, dish detergent works fine. And when I say a couple of drops, that's all I mean is a couple of drops. And the reason why you put that in there because it gives the water and vinegar substance to hold on. Otherwise, you put it on your pet and it just, you know, rinses away and doesn't stay there. So now what you want to do is shake it up really good. Don't get it in the eyes because it will irritate. Matter of fact, if you could stay away from the head, um, you know, completely, stay a few inches back from the eyes because the fumes sometimes get a little bit tough. And you're going to use it as a rinse. So after you clean your dog, you're going to pour this on your pet and what that's going to do when it dries, it's going to remove all of that urine odor, okay? Um, you may smell a little vinegary, but that, that's going to go away. <laughs> it's going to go away within an hour after drying. Now, one thing I do want to say about this mixture as well, if you keep it in a spray bottle, and it's, it only has a shelf life of about a week or two um, before it starts to sour on you, but... Um, if you keep it in a spray bottle, it also repels fleas. Huh. So before you take your pet out on, on a walk because they don't like the smell, you give your dog or even your cat a spray of this solution, and it will repel um, fleas, um, which wow. is a nice natural way of, you know, of keeping your pet, um, you know, some itchy free, okay, and smelling good. Mm. Another incredible tip from... The dog father, Joey Villani, if you want to talk to him right now, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Can I talk to him right now? Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, she has to get in the queue. <laughs> yeah, so one 8405 Lori. I'm sorry, no, I'm getting to the front of the line. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'd like to say, Joey, sure, you try spraying that on a cat. I, I don't think I'd get very far on that with Diane. But also, I, I would be so upset if that happened to me. I, I can't imagine anything other than a dog who is uh, unwell or elderly, severely so, that, that that would happen where they would be soaked in urine. Mm. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm being very, very, um, how could I say, nice in this situation here. Um, the person that it happened to was very, very dear to me, and I paid um, their $800 bill so their three dogs could stay there for a week. So I'm actually being nice. But one thing I will say about your cat, put it on a sponge. Sponge your cat. Well, that's <laughs> that's yeah, probably that's a, a better idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I have all the answers, people. Yeah, all <laughs> you the do. You, you do. 
you know, sometimes when I get excited, I pee myself too. So it could, I mean, they could have had a great time. I, I keep a spray bottle of that in the studio. A little vinegar, yeah. Yes. My dogs would never be going back there. $800 for the week? Damn, I'm, I'm going to I got to start taking in. Yeah, really. In. Second job, know. new second yeah. job. Third job, third job. <laughs> Fourth job. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Pet Playgrounds. Pet Playgrounds makes physical, non-electric, do-it-yourself dog fence kits. Not electric fences. And they offer professional installation services nationwide. Visit PetPlaygrounds.com to order your dog fence kit today. And thanks, Pet Playgrounds, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. And forever, you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. Hi friends, this is Dr. Marty Becker, America's Veterinarian. After a traumatic experience at the veterinary office, have you ever thought to yourself, there has to be a better way? When your veterinarian is fear-free certified, you'll find your pet's vet visit is safer, more comfortable, and actually enjoyable. Your dog will go from shaking in the lobby to pulling you into the exam room with a wagging tail, and your cat will be purring inside the carrier. To find a certified fear-free veterinarian near you, go to fearfreepets.com. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit FearFreePets.com. It is Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. And yes, we're a little bit cat-centric this hour. That's okay, because I'm a... I'm a cat guy. And you're not afraid to admit it. I am not afraid to admit it. I love the cat. And you know what? It's springtime. And you know what I like around springtime? Because <laughs> I like to find myself a bottle baby. And that a means litter a, of bottle babies. This probably doesn't sound very masculine, does it? <laughs> but springtime is the time for little kittens. And if you're getting a kitten, there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And we have Dr. Liz Bales joining us. She's not only an expert, but she's a multi-talented. She's an inventor too. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I just wanted to tell you, real men love kittens. Yes. Damn straight. There you go. Yes. (laughs) Tell me, why is it that it's spring that the kittens are all aplenty? All right, we're going to get science straight out of the gate here. Cats uh-huh. are what we call seasonal-induced ovulators. Based on the daylight cycle, they're ready to start getting pregnant in early spring. If we were getting a kitten, how do we do it right? Because there's a you could mess it up, couldn't you? Well, it's more that neglect or just lack of, of good information is causing a lot of the problems that we end up seeing in adult cats down the road. And now we have so much exciting and new information on how we we uh, handle and expose kittens to new things that really help to shape the rest of your cat's life. You mean like socializing them? That's it. We used to think about dogs with socialization, and we, we've heard so much about that, and cats just never hit the radar. But as it turns out, it's really crucial that we socialize cats in a uh, you know a calm and informed way to end up with the the kind of cat that's going to be a great companion for life. Are there classes for cats like there are for dogs, like socialization classes? There are, but they're harder to find. 
the more that your listeners and, and my friends are asking for them, the more you're going to find them. So you might want to call your veterinarian or your local humane society or cat rescue. And the more they hear from us about how important it is, the more that you're going to find that information out there. What kind of benefits do they get from early socialization? So the, the most important time for a kitten is, is pretty early on, between three and seven weeks. But we normally get our kittens six, seven, eight weeks. Uh, and during that time, we want to just gradually introduce them to new things when they're feeling relaxed and happy, like putting them in the carrier and walking around the house and giving them treats in there, um, like feeling their ears and their paws and opening their mouth and making them feel comfortable and happy with that. Even just as simple as getting regular handling by grown-ups and by children, we can teach our kids how to pick up and carry a cat and get the cat comfortable with those things. And ultimately, even the socialization that we talked about with other cats and even with other species, again, in controlled and relaxed ways that don't uh, start fear, but that make our cat feel comfortable and relaxed. If we don't do that, if we don't socialize them early, what kind of behavior problems would we have? So, you know, we'll take a cat that so many of us um, have come across later in life that haven't been socialized. And we find when, uh, when people come over, they want to run and hide. Uh, they don't want to be carried. You try to pat them or, or um, open their mouth, and they get afraid. Um, and cats will, when they're feeling fearful, you know, they, th- their first instinct is to just get away from that fear by running and hiding. And if they feel that they can't do that successfully, then they can become aggressive, and it's really just out of fear. They also can later that day or, or you know, uh, surrounding a stressful event, they may actually urinate or defecate outside the litter box and just be more likely to be aggressive or destructive towards our furniture or, you know, our feet and toes at, at a time different than the stressful event. Well, what are some quick tips that you can give us to give some enrichments for our cats? Well, so we want to go back to the basic needs of cats. Cats need places to climb. And it's one of those things that's so easily overlooked in our home environment. So they end up on the countertops or the kitchen table and other places we don't like. There's so many great options right now for cat shelves or cat trees. You want to give, if you have more than one cat, you want to give multiple places in their favorite rooms for them to climb. We also want to give them places to hide. Uh, a covered bed, even as simple as a box with a towel on the top, or you can get some of those fancy beds that are covered. So, and you want to have, again, enough for each cat so that every they don't have to uh, get aggressive with each other over who gets what. So places to climb, places to hide, you want places for them to scratch that, that you want them to scratch. And then play. So our cats love to play with us. And it isn't always what we think. Even as little as five minutes a couple times a day, morning and night of play, is really all your cat needs. So if you can schedule two five-minute play sessions a day with your cat, you're going to end up with a happier, healthier cat. And then finally, we've got to give them ways to hunt for their food that don't involve us. Cats are actually solitary hunters. They want to hunt and eat alone. So let's give them places to climb, places to hide, places to scratch, at least five minutes of play twice a day, and, and an opportunity to hunt for their food in the house. 
These are some great ideas. If you want to learn more, you can head on over to fearfreepets.com or fearfreehappyhomes.com. Dr. Liz Bales joining us. Thank you so much for spending time with us today and and validating my love for for cats. (laughs) That's a sign of real a man with a kitten. That's real masculinity. I love it. This portion of Animal Radio was underwritten by Fear Free. The veterinarian isn't typically thought of as your pet's favorite place to go. With Fear Free, that all changes. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. We can't tell you why canine caviar is the only alkaline-based dog food, but we can tell you alkaline is proven to minimize the risk of renal failure and pancreatitis, reduce scratching, cellular degeneration, and disease, keeping your furry friend youthful and healthy longer. And those are the reasons we can fit into this short commercial. But by visiting caninecaviar.com, you'll see exactly what we do to make a better food for your dog. Try the one and only alkaline dog food risk-free. Canine Caviar. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. If you're a regular listener, you know I'm a cat guy. I just love myself some cats. And uh, Lori, you're a you're kind of a bulldog person. I believe you're you're yeah, fond of the bulldogs. Pitbull girl, bulldog woman, cat lover. Um, do you yeah, have ba- horse lover? A horse lover. Do you have horses? Mm-hmm. You do have horses. I used to. Yeah, I used to have a bunch of them. Love, 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 love. I couldn't go anywhere. If I would take a vacation, I would always take the horseback riding excursion because I would have withdrawals from the smell <laughs> of horses in barns. <laughs> really? They're high maintenance, though, aren't they? I mean, you, you got to have lots of land. Yeah. 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 And, and they're, they're quite expensive when you don't have a lot of land. Mm. And you have to just put them in the apartment, just stuff them into the corner of the apartment, and that's a mess to clean no, up. No, I, actually, I remodeled uh, some property once, but also, um, y- if you don't have the property to put a barn up and everything like that, boarding, and I had like several in boarding, and, and and then you know you get training them and everything, and wow, their feet have to be trimmed, and oh. But but I wouldn't change a moment of it. I, I learned so much, and for many, many years, a barn was actually my favorite place to hang out. And I used to tell people with kids, I'd say, look, you know, get your, your kid a horse, because you would rather have them hanging out in a barn than the bar. in a bar or on a corner somewhere, you know? Yeah. Every kid wants a pony. Absolutely. And, you know, I have some friends with horses, and they said, you know, they're wonderful, but... You know, it's kind of like a Ferrari. They're a money pit. <laughs> so yeah. you have yeah. to be prepared. There's a lot of enjoyment, but you're going to have a lot of upkeep with it. You don't take care of horses, do you? No, no. not The largest thing I see is um, it's probably like a Great Dane. Although we do have a 170-pound pig right now in our office, <gasps> and uh, he's uh, he's uh, battling some illness. So uh, You do see a lot of pigs, I noticed. We do. We have quite the gravitation of potbelly pigs in our area that come to come to see us. And um, we had a small one that was about five pounds today and Aww. ranging up to 170 pounds. So, yeah. Now, while you love all animals, I'm pegging you for more of a dog person. I, I think in this point in my life, I am a dog person. I used to be more of a cat person, but it was just kind of where my life was and my living situation. And, um, you know, I love them all. But for myself, I might... 
activities. I just, I'm more of an outdoorsy person now and dogs go with me more readily. See, that describes me exactly. I always had cats and such a cat person and now I'm kind of a dog person. I still have my cats and love my cats, but now I've turned into a dog person too. You're changing. I know. (laughs) Now, whether you're a cat person or a dog person, this show is for any animal that you might have. Any companion animal. It could be horses, could be birds, it could be fish. But I have noticed this hour is going to be a little bit leaning cat-centric. And that is because we're going to find out how to think like a cat. And uh, we can't find any experts here in the U.S. that tell us how to think like a cat. Frankly, very (laughs) few people actually know how to think like a cat. However, we have searched the world. And we have found in France. Is he in Paris? Do you know where he is? No, he's not in Paris. He's in Lyon. Lyon. Lyon, Lyon, France. France. A French man who was uh, a little bit resident about coming on the show today because uh, he doesn't know English very well. Is that correct? He said he didn't speak it very well, but I thought he spoke very well when I talked to him beforehand. Okay. Yeah. So I he, did a pre-interview with him just to make sure that we could communicate. Not that it mattered, but, you know. <laughs> 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 but I think he, I, I, yes, he, he speaks English very well. He I was really, just a little nervous. I need to set the scene, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, l- let me tell you that usually we keep the air conditioning on about uh, <laughs> 65 during the show. It is down now to 61. And uh, it's still warm in here. It, it is, and that is because the ladies just love the French accent. All except Lori. Lori, uh, what? I'm a California girl. You I like grew up with a lot of Spanish-speaking people, and I loved it. Sure. There you go. He's going to be on in just a few minutes. Stephen Garnier is his name. He's going to tell us how to think like a cat, and apparently he's an expert because his cat told him how to think like a cat. Showed him. When I think of a cat, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're very aloof. They, uh, they don't really care about things, I don't they think. They seem selfish. You think they it's only so? about themselves. Only about themselves. Yes. I don't know. You guys are being a little hard on the cat world, I think. <laughs> I mean, cats are independent spirits. That's all. You know, why put the energy out, you know? Well, make them work. Make let, us work for it as humans. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Well, let's face it, Dr. Debbie. A dog is like, what can I do to please you? I love you. I love you. What do you want me to do? And a cat is That's like, true. really, could you just turn out the lights and, and turn on some soft music and go away, please? Go uh, open that can of yeah, food. You have better things to do like opening some tuna fish for me, don't you? <laughs> Uh, Also this hour, comedian Mindy Sterling. What is she doing? Well, she's doing a show, a musical called Catstravaganza. How awesome is that? And she'll be on this hour. So it is cat-centric today. And uh, whether you like cats or dogs or whatever, we'd love to hear from you. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Even if you have a pet rock. Do you work on a lot of pet rocks, Dr. Debbie? Uh, no, there's not much upkeep, but I did have a collection of pet rocks when I was younger. Sure. Just because I didn't have pets when I was young, and I like was kind of sick and weird, and I would drag around stuffed animals on leashes and talk to my pet rocks, and you know, sleep with one. I I, I had to like rotate and sleep with each stuffed animal on a different night because I didn't want them to get jealous that I wasn't paying attention to them. So what what are you um, yeah. what are you gals laughing at? I think she's making total sense. I did the same I, thing. I, I still don't know. do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you want to talk to Dr. Debbie right now, get on the phone, 1-866-405-8405. Uh, we've been keeping Ann waiting. Hi, Ann. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. How about you? Good. Sorry for the delay. That's all right. How can I we have, help you? I have a question about a, a puppy that my son just got. It's actually my grand dog. He has a <laughs> about a year and a half old English bulldog, and he decided he was too lonesome and needed a playmate, so he got him a Weimaraner. Huh. 
he's also a boy, okay? So he is now about two and a half months old, and he I've never heard of a dog doing this. <laughs> he will relieve himself just whenever he wakes up. I mean, if he's laying in your lap, he's laying on the couch, he's laying in his bed, if he's laying anywhere, he would just go all over himself, and you too. He doesn't get up, he doesn't go anywhere. And now he okay. also has a he has an umbilical hernia. They said they can't do anything about it till he's four months old. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But I just never heard of a dog doing that. He at least gets yeah. up and goes somewhere, you know. Yeah. Now, when he's doing this, um, is he peeing or pooping or both? Just pee. He'll go outside to poop. Okay. And does he go outside and, and urinate outdoors? Do you ever see him do that? If you stand there long enough with him, and if you jerk him up as soon as you think he wakes up and take him out there. Okay. But it's almost like it's an accident, you know, when it happens. He didn't mean to. <laughs> okay. And how does he do at night when he's uh, sleeping? Um, does he have accidents at night? Yeah, and he'll just lay in it. I mean, if he mm. if he's sleeping on the couch and he just wakes up, he'll go all over himself and just lay there in it. He doesn't even get up. Seems like I've had a theme of urine calls lately here. They're just I was just dribbling. thinking that. Um, this dribbling when um, he's awake and sleeping definitely would have me concerned because a puppy at that age, it would not be unusual for him not to hold their urine very well. Um, and at that age, about every hour we can anticipate a pup's going to need to go outdoors. So uh-huh. um, that would be a re- realistic time frame. And I would say if we're making sure we're doing that and we're still having him leaking, then that to me would really make me wonder about some kind of um, urinary problem and there there are some congenital problems basically where the urine flow isn't directed in the right way and we can get a pet who is a chronic leaker and um, that would be something I would really talk to your veterinarian about looking into um, and if it seems like he can hold his urine at night but he's dribbling during the day then I, I might not feel that might fit his condition as much but but I would really want to make sure we get a urine sample and get that checked out and um, and see. I, I can't make any case about, you mentioned the hernia, and as long as we're talking an umbilical hernia, which is kind of in the belly button area, um, those, if there's not a problem with those, we usually will delay until they're a little older to, to fix that. But I can't make a case that that could interfere with any kind of urine problem at this time. Um, so I'd really say, gosh, you know, let's get a urine sample to your doc, and, um, you know, I'd really want to see if he has anything that we might want to look into, such as an ectopic ureter condition, which is um, not something we want to have, but um, we just need to do a little bit of looking, see if that's the case, and uh, see what we can do for your little guy there. And the urine sample will tell the doctor what he needs to know? That will be a starting point. Um, And basically we want to make sure there's no infection um, because that definitely throws everything off if we've got any kind of urinary tract infection. So that's just ground one. Um, The next step from there, um, if that looks normal, might entail doing some x-rays or even using special types of dye and doing x-rays at the same time to see how the urine flows from the kidney down to the bladder um, and to make sure all of those... uh, plumbing, if you will, to make sure they're all in the right place and that they're all doing their job. So it could get into much more involved steps, but I would certainly say, you know, get that urine checked right off the bat. That's the first place to start with. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Ann, for your call. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Pet Playgrounds, makers of the safest and most reliable real dog fencing system in the world. 
Dog trainers, veterinarians, and dog lovers highly recommend Pet Playgrounds to protect your dog. Learn more at PetPlaygrounds.com. And thanks, Pet Playgrounds, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A little dog in Flint, Michigan has found a new friend who is changing her life forever. Rex Miller lost a leg when he tried to jump a train when he was only 15 years old. Miller now owns the Greater Flint Prosthetic Center, where he usually makes artificial limbs for humans. Miller made Peg's new leg for free because her owner works for a non-profit organization that trains leader dogs for the blind. Peg will eventually be trained to be a service dog and will probably be working at a nursing home because she seems to be a big hit with the senior citizens. Miller said he just wants everyone to know that there's an option out there for animals as well as humans. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. All dogs should eat a pH-balanced alkaline diet. An alkaline diet reduces health risks and can also reduce scratching, shedding, and hot spots. So does this mean you need to check your dog's pH balance? No, because canine caviar has created the first and only alkaline dog food that is pH-balanced. It also has the highest metabolized calories. What does this mean? Your dog needs to eat less. Get a healthier dog and save money with Canine Caviar products. Find them at your local pet supply store or online at caninecaviar.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. That's a cat hair, I think. I don't know. There's hair all over my mic. Cat hair, dog hair. I don't know. <laughs> Can't get too close to it. <laughs> little it's, cat spittle it's all, all over, over the it. They do a show on the weekends. Oh, is that why? After we leave. Oh, they come into they the studio. They do a show that's specifically for animals, no okay. humans involved. And that's why there's hair on the microphone. Okay. I'm sticking to that story, Okay. <laughs> We are moments away from Mindy Sterling, comedian Mindy Sterling, and also Stephanie Garnier from France. We're going to talk to him and find out how to think like a cat. How do you sp- say cat in French? I don't know. Meow. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> uh, I believe it's shot. Isn't it a shot? C H A T? It's a shot. Yes. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> we'll screw it up. Give me any pronunciation, and I will screw it up. Uh, But he's going to be on in just a few minutes. He's going to tell us how to think like a cat. And Lori Brooks, we're going to do a quick check of the newsroom with Lori in uh, about 10 minutes. What are you working on? There's something that you need to be concerned about. Anybody here have a fish aquarium? I used to. Nope. I used to have one. I never knew this. I'm going to tell you something that can be, I mean, if you have a saltwater aquarium especially, you could almost blow up your house close to it. I mean, you could have the hazmat team there and we'll tell you how crazy oh so this is especially important for fish owners or fish guardians listen up okay that's coming up in about 10 minutes right here on animal radio let's go to the phones hey ray how are you doing oh just fine how you guys doing very good where are you calling from today missouri missouri what's going on with your uh dog well i have a a commodore and i believe she's mostly commodore but she's crossed between a uh a a great pyrenees oh wow she's a big girl then huh 
Oh, she's a she's a wonderful dog, and yes, she is pretty big. She weighs about 125 pounds to 130. Yeah, and she's just uh, what what's the what the deal is? She has she doesn't have the uh, the long hair. She has wiry hair, okay. and uh, she has a spot on her right hip on the outside that she likes to chew on, and it's not a real constant chewing. Or anything like that. It's just that she has she chews on it enough to where her fur is discolored there. Hmm, and okay. uh, you know we've looked at it, and it doesn't really seem to be you know a sore. But uh, you know when, when we use bag bomb, it goes away, and then if we stop using it, it comes back. Okay, and that's the only place she's bothering, or does she lick anywhere else on her body? Scratch. Uh, no, not really. Uh, I mean, we do live in a tick area, in a chigger area, and uh, in the middle of the Ozarks. Uh, mm-hmm. But other than that, no, she doesn't really have any other areas. We keep her pretty clean, and, uh, you know, we, we use the front line on her. Well, I mean, because definitely I would say flea tick control is going to be just crucial. Um, it's not, the area you're describing isn't really typical for, say, a flea or tick infestation. Um, and I'm actually a little curious um, about her hip. Now, has she had any kind of um, medical treatments recently, vaccinations, um, you know, any kind of things where anything was done in that area? No, ma'am. Okay. I don't know. Um, because just if there was anything that was given as a shot, anything like that, I do see some dogs that will kind of lick the area, and it kind of be, it becomes an area where they're irritated for some time. Would this be an over kind of the point of the hip? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to have her checked out by a vet in the hip area. Um, reason being, sometimes we will see dogs that will lick the surface of a limb um, or a body part if they're having arthritic pain, and, and it may not always be something where we're seeing limping or trouble getting around, but it can be that persistent licking over that site. And, and sometimes it can even be kind of a tingling, kind of like the pins and needle type sensation that they can have at a body part. And that may be why they're attracted to that or they kind of repeatedly go back to it. Um, so that would be something I would want to make sure that you know they do or don't feel is an issue. Um, and, and then for some dogs, if we have an actual sore in the area and, and we can kind of clip the hair, look at it, and we see some thickening and your redness and you change to the skin surface in this situation if we're trying other avenues um, you know I'd like to do some sampling on that skin um, whether that's something just doing a little surface scraping on there and then look under that under a microscope that's a possibility your vet can do that it's pretty quick cheap and easy but the other thing we may just want to pair into this with complementing the topical that you're using, bag balm, you know, we can even switch over to something like vetricin that, you know, is a very good topical for a lot of these kind of hot spots and lick sores. But I would add in maybe an oral antibiotic with this as well, and maybe an antihistamine. Use those kind of that three-pronged approach with an antibiotic, an anti-itch medicine, and a topical, and see what this looks like after a couple weeks of continued therapy. Um, Because sometimes it's a matter we just got to get a little bit more aggressive about um, treating these uh, skin wounds. And and then I've had some dogs, I'll tell you honestly, they have been on long-term antibiotics because if the pet lies on that area, then you have some pressure injury too. 
And I can think of a baby that, you know, a German shepherd that we treated for three months with antibiotics and, and padded bedding and bandages and what have you, trying to keep that area from getting irritating to get it to heal up. So, um, you know, you might have a little bit more of a haul ahead of you. I hope not. Um, but uh, I would certainly, uh, you know, get that veterinary eyeball on things here. Okay, I'll surely take your advice. I appreciate it very much. Hey, thanks All for right. listening, Ray. one 405 8405 to check in with the Dream Team right now. This Healthy Serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the Grain-Free Red Barn Naturals Canned Food for Dogs and Cats. Always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. Learn more over at RedBarnInc.com. And thanks, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, I'm Charlotte Ross on Animal Radio. Please remember to spay and neuter your pets. Admit it. You love your dog, and he is part of the family. So when choosing your next vacation, don't forget Fido. With just a little planning, the entire family can enjoy a road trip. To find the best vacation spot for Spot, subscribe to Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, where each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, where both you and Fido are welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and find out what all the barking's about. Hi, this is Maya Bialik on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. Here is a really scary story for anyone who has a fish aquarium, especially a saltwater aquarium. This incident happened recently in Steventon, England. After an entire family and their two dogs became sick, and then luckily they quickly realized that the incident was connected to the man of the house having cleaned their fish aquarium the night before. What happened was during the cleaning process, the dad unknowingly scrubbed a piece of coral, and that coral released a toxin that made them all sick. It's uh, what's known as a pali or paleotoxin, and it can be life-threatening if you breathe in the fumes or you get it on your skin or, heaven forbid, somehow you eat it. The symptoms of breathing the coral's toxic fumes are similar to having pneumonia. You get a and you cough a lot, difficult to breathe. But realizing coral may have been the culprit, and I have never heard of such a thing, so good thing that this guy knew to think about this. He called the local police department. First responders showed up in force, a massive response, including a hazmat team. The house had to be tented to get rid of that toxin, but luckily it's all back to normal now. Turns out the offending coral is something similar to a, a weed uh, in the sea. It only grows where you can't get anything else to thrive. So, you know, weeds are never good. In Baton Rouge, Louisiana, there may finally be closure for the owners of a dog that was shot and killed by a sheriff's deputy. That family is going to receive $75,000 in connection with the settlement of their lawsuit. The body camera on the deputy who fired that fatal shot captured part of the encounter with a large dog. This was two and a half years ago, August of 2015. The video showed the deputy saying, and like on TV, let me tell you, this is going to be hard to hear. The deputy said, dog, you were about to die. You understand me? You're about to die. And then the deputy chuckled after he said that. 
So that was on the video. But the recording ends before the deputy shot the dog in the owner's yard. The deputy had said that the two-year-old Canario dog named Tank, big dog, had said that the dog leapt at him, but that didn't happen. It wasn't seen on the video either because the body cam had been turned off, and they believe intentionally so. The sheriff's office fired that deputy recently for his, what they call, untruthfulness in an unrelated incident that happened on the very same day that he had killed Tank. Oh, you Isn't see, that awful? I think it's amazing that they got $75,000, which is an incredible amount. Usually they only uh, uh, reward the amount of the property that our animals are, which is about $10,000 at most. So there must have been some pain and suffering. There must have been other extenuating circumstances to, to have such a huge reward. Do you know? I, I think because it, they, of course, re- released this saying that um, they are settling this without admitting guilt. But but I think when you say, dog, you're going to die, you understand me, you're about to die, and then you laugh. That is just horrific. And $75,000 is... Yeah, it shows premeditation as opposed to life-threatened. Yeah. And I think what it also says, it says that people that are in charge are disgusted by it just as much as we are. They're they're already taking responsibility for it in a financial way. So you know. I'm glad he was right. canned. Yeah. yeah, but he wasn't canned for that incident. But no, was, but it, you know, it, a bad was, cop is a bad cop. Where where did this happen and, again? And, and they found a way to to get rid of him. That was two and a half years ago, August of 2015, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Louisiana. Okay, good to know. All right, happy story now. A woman's memories of her recently deceased husband and uh, their longtime dog will live on through a potentially life-saving donation to the Windsor Locks Police Department in Connecticut. She was checking out an online fundraiser. When she did the research, felt good about it, she decided to foot the entire bill for a protective vest for Rocco, one of the Windsor Locks Police Department's police dogs, canine. Her husband had died last summer, and their dog, 17-year-old Buddy, died just three months after that. So this was a really great way to honor both of them. She said that her husband loved, loved dogs, and she hopes that the donation will bring attention to the work and the needs of police dogs because they do such important work, and they do it fearlessly, in her words. So she said, we should do everything we can to protect them. Nice story. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a cat-centric show today. And we're going to top it off with another cat extravaganza. Tonight, happening in Los Angeles, if you're listening in the L.A. area, a very special musical spelled M-E-D. W. You, 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 <laughs> I get it. You get it? I yeah. just want to make sure we all got that. 
I don't know a whole lot about it, but I think it's something that I want to go to, and it's happening tonight. I'll tell you all about it. It's uh, to help the Charm School for Wayward Cats, and we've talked about this 501c3 many times here on Animal Radio. One of the uh, people in the big extravaganza, catstravaganza, is comedian Mindy Sterling, and she's joining us right now. Hi, Mindy. Hi. So I understand that you're doing your workout and you're on your cell. And so set the scene right now. There's probably workout machines to your left, to your right. You're looking out a big window. Hot guys. Oh, my God, you're right. (laughs) I did not realize that you are so multi-talented that you're going to be in this catstravaganza as a, uh, it's a musical. So it must mean that you're singing. I am singing. Uh, Several other people are singing and there's dancers and there's kids and there's a kitty, and it is pretty spectacular. We're doing sort of a, um, a little Hamilton versus a lot of other, um, I think, genre of music. And alongside you, some amazing people, Fred Willard. Uh, who yes. else? Wendy um, McClendon? Fred Willard. Uh, no, Wendy couldn't do it. Oh. Um, let's see, who else? We have uh, Nicole Sullivan, and, um, oh, God, um, I'm completely... Elaine Hendricks. Yeah, remember Elaine Hendry? Is she doing that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see her at rehearsal. Okay. So this is something that anybody, dog lovers, uh, flamingo lovers, ferret lovers, would love, even though it's about cats? Oh, my God. Any animal lover. It it really is all about animals and saving the animals and, um, you know, from from dying, from being out in the wilderness, from not getting care. And what this organization does is so wonderful and compassionate about these cats being born, these, at, at, you know, these feral mothers, and they, you know, they're not getting care, they're running around in the wild, anything can happen, and so what they try to do is they try to trap them, neuter them, take care of them, and then release them, and um, some of them, they, um, they sort of foster them for adoption. They're a great organization, and this just sounds like so much fun and just uh, star-studded. It must have been fun just rehearsing. How how many days have you rehearsed for this? Oh, just so far one. Oh. So, yeah, so far it's just been one. So that's what I'm saying is I don't know all the people because it wasn't everybody there. And there is uh, just a group of really dedicated people that love animals, love kitties. So we all get to talk kitty talk. Um, and it's wonderful. It really is. <laughs> Do you have a cat? I have two cats and a dog, and none of them like each other. Oh, that's too bad. It's yeah, <laughs> not not great. Do you Do you allow them to sleep in bed with you? Oh my God, yes. Oh. What's the What's the point of having animals if they can't sleep with you? Come on. <laughs> really, I think every back doctor and back surgeon in the in the country would advocate that. I sleep in this really weird position just to accommodate my cat. You know, I don't want to oh, bother her. Same here. Totally same here. And I have to go to the chiropractor at least once every two weeks. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> Well, good for you. Well, thank you for helping out the Charm School for Wayward Cats. The Kitty Bungalow. The Kitty Bungalow. Charm School. It's so sweet. I know. It really is. And I went to see the facility, and I think if anybody is ever in town, they need to go see what these people are doing, all these volunteers. They are so dedicated to these little kitties, and um, some of them 
are just dreams. And if I could, if I could adopt more, I would. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to give them to other people. This event goes down tonight at the Montalban Theater at 1615 Vine Street in L.A., and it kicks yeah. off. Doors open at 7 p.m. I understand there's going to be live music from Almond and Olive and Magic by the fantastic Fig and his cat, Newton. I'm just going yes. for that alone. <laughs> That's... Yes, no, it's going to be really exciting, you guys. So, um, you know, come on down and um, tell everybody and bring somebody. There's prizes, and um, it's going to be a, just a really exciting event. I'll put all the information over at AnimalRadio.pet. Mindy, you're awesome. You're always welcome here. Thank you so much. Go give those cats, and when you get home, of course, go give those cats and dog a big old hug from all of us here at Animal Radio. I sure will. Thank you so much, very much. And I'm vicariously working out <laughs> through okay, you. you. got it. Take care. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Elaine Boozler on Animal Radio. Stay in to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> in today's automotive news, the latest Lincoln revealed in New York is the Aviator. This all-wheel drive SUV continues the luxury brand's path. Under the hood, a twin-turbo engine, and you'll be able to start it and drive it from your cell phone. You'll also be able to issue other people permission to drive the vehicle via the cell phone and revoke it when needed. The Aviator also uses a camera to scan the road ahead and adjust the suspension. To see it, go to ourautoexpert.com. I'm Nick Miles. My Chrysler Pacifica is totally loaded. It has stow-and-go seating, the available Uconnect theater, and listen to these speakers. Hey, Mom, what was that song? Huh? What song? Chrysler Pacifica. It's loaded with attitude. Chrysler is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shredded as a topper. is Animal Radio. Those of you that know me or have listened for a long time know that uh, I'm a cat guy. I have no shame in that. A lot of guys, you know, they, they won't admit that they're cat guys because, you know, it's better to be a dog guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're ashamed to say they like cats. I have no problem with it. I love my... <laughs> I wish I could be more like my cat. And that's when this book came across my desk, How to Think Like a Cat, that I said, damn, I wish I could think like a cat. I know. Get huh? the author on and help me think like a cat, damn it. See, just right there. A cat would never do that. No, a cat, cat would be calm. Cats calm and relaxed. Yes. We welcome from, uh, are we calling Paris? Is that correct? I'm not sure what city. Uh, Stephen Garnier. Uh, how are you doing, Stephen? Yeah, good, and you? Nice to be here. Nice to be, um, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I live in France, in Lyon. 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 Okay. Lyon. And what time is it yeah. there? It must be uh, late. Uh, about 9, 9 p.m. Thank you for staying up tonight and talking with us. So you have a cat, obviously, right? Yeah, I've, I've got three right now. But um, uh, I wrote the book with my first, uh, my first cat, Ziggy, called 
And um, I live with him since uh, uh, 15 years ago. Yeah, uh, right now. So um, that's the cat that inspires me this book. So what did you learn from Ziggy and his philosophy? Oh, a lot of things, you know. Um, I thought at the beginning, uh, I'm sorry, I don't speak very good, but it's gonna go. It's gonna come. Um, I live with him since uh, 15 years. So uh, one 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 night, uh, I saw him like uh, more human, you know, and uh, he was always happy. And uh, I I think to myself, how is he doing to be happy all the time? <laughs> and uh, and I try to to find how we, what what is he doing every day, uh, and uh, I try to I start to notice some. Uh, I I found that uh, some about forty qualities and talents that is that he's got to to be to feel good. Now, how does a cat start out its day, and how can we do the same? Um, the morning, you said every day. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's, uh, he's doing something very simple that we forgot, I think. Um, so, um, for wake-up, for example, instead of jumping out of bed and running in all directions because we're late, yes, we could, uh, like the cat, yawn long and stretch in our bed to get up in peace and relaxation in order to have a good day. Okay. This is a reflex for him. And I've got a lot of people that call me now uh, that because they they start to do it and uh, they feel better and start uh, their day better like this more relaxed and then that's very uh, just a chemical um, fact in uh, in reality because when you when you um, yawn long and stretch in uh, our, uh, your bed you there's some chemical in the brain that um, <laughs> that makes you happy anyway <laughs> that's <Okay>. it. <laughs> See, okay, I, I think what I'm hearing is that if you spend a little more time in bed and then stretch when and, you get up, and the, yawn. En- the endorphins yeah. and yawn. will yeah. send... And yawn long, yeah. So, so don't just jump up when that alarm clock goes off and run out the bedroom, run into the bathroom, get dressed, run out to your car. cat doesn't do that. A no. cat wouldn't do that. We, we, just, we just have to take the time. And uh, doing like you've got cats, you. Oh yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So you, you you see them when they just wake up. They take the time and just. Uh, <laughs> you know what I've noticed with a dog? A dog is so eager to please a person, but a cat, they really. It seems like they don't care if they please you or not. Are they selfish? Are they selfish? No, no, no. That that's a big difference between the dog and the cats. Uh, the cat is not selfish as we understand it. Uh, it's human label that we try to stick to it to him, without really understanding its attitude in reality. Is uh, the cat thinks thinks about his well-being, uh, to be able to give to others at first. So for us, we must keep in mind that in order to be useful to others, we must already know how to give to ourselves. You know, that's, that's the same thing for love. It's impossible to really love somebody if we don't love ourselves first. So that's something that, that doesn't exist for, for cats. It's independent, but it's not selfish. At the end of your book, you have a test, right? Yeah. What, what is the test about? The, the test is about all the 40 qualities that I, did, that I described in the book. And uh, that's just funny to I highlighted uh, this attitude and talents 
of the cats. Uh, that's uh, we can we can inspire uh, ourselves to live better. And at this point, the test at the end of the book can show us how we can make some change in our life to live better, like the cats. It's just a funny like this, just to know if you're a kitten or already a real cat. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like a great book, and I have a few copies to give away right now to listeners at uh, 1-866-405-8405. If you're not lucky enough to get on through, head on over to Amazon or your favorite bookstore and ask for How to Think Like a Cat. Stéphane Garnier is the author, and we'll put links over at our website at animalradio.pet. Stéphane, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, too. And um, have a good day. Okay, ladies. Just Ooh, chill you, Yeah, out. where's Come the fan? On. Turn the fan on. <laughs> Joey, you and I are like chopped gefilte fish. Uh, I have an accent, too, okay? You have an accent? <laughs> yeah, just not quite the same. <laughs> Time for us to get on out of here and get the ladies back into fresh air. If you need your fix during the week, and I completely understand if you're like Jones and it's Wednesday and it's like, I need some animal radio. Download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry, or visit us at animalradio.pet. Have a great week. Ciao. Bye-bye. Adios. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.